This is Your Path with Bishop Mark from Dallas Universal Life Church in Dallas, Texas. Forget what you think you know about church. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. A nurse tells about caring for a, a couple's newborn son after his cesarean birth. Since the mother was asleep under general anesthesia, the nurse took the tiny child directly to the newborn nursery to introduce him to his daddy. While cuddling his son for the first time, the new father noticed something disturbing about his newborn son's ears. They were rather large and seemed to stand out conspicuously from his head. He expressed his concern that some kids might call him his son's names like Dumbo, uh, the, but the pediatrician <laughs> reassured the new dad that his son was healthy. The ears could be easily corrected later during childhood. Father still worried about his wife's reaction to those large, protruding ears. She doesn't take things as easily as I do, he said. By this time, the new uh, mother was ready to meet her precious son. The nurse placed the, placed the tiny bundle in the mother's arms and eased the blanket back so that she could gaze upon her child for the first time. She took one look at her baby's face and looked at her husband and gasped, Oh, honey, look! He has your ears. <laughs> we understand that. We understand that father's reaction. The first thing we re we notice about any person is their appearance. Of course, over time, our appearances our appearance changes. You may have heard about the elderly woman who, when sitting in the waiting room for her first uh, appointment with a new dentist, noticed his DDS diploma, which bore his full name. Suddenly, she remembered that. A tall, handsome, dark-haired boy with the same name had been in her high school uh, class some 40-odd years before. Could he be the same fellow that she had a secret crush on way back then? Upon seeing him, however, she quickly discarded any such thought. This balding, gray-haired man with the deeply lined face was way, way too old to have been her classmate. After he examined her teeth, she got up the courage to ask him if, if uh, he had by any chance attended Morgan Park High School. Yes, yes I did, he gleamed with pride. I'm a Morgan Mustang. When did you graduate, she asked. He answered in 1959. Why do you ask? You were in my class, she exclaimed. He looked at her closely and then asked, what did you teach? Oh. Aging changes our appearance. Here's something we need to think about. So do our emotions. We see someone who is obviously angry or happy or sad. We could be wrong, but usually we're right in, uh, right in discerning their emotion. Emotions change our appearance. When we are spending time in the presence of God regularly, our face changes, writes Peter, uh, excuse me, writes Pastor Gene Brooks. It changes from angry, upset, irritated, and critical to a contentment despite the circumstances, a joy despite the sorrow a new perspective with better priorities informed of scripture. Does your face, asked Brooks, say, do, what did your, your face, asked Brooks, say about how much time you were spending in the presence of God? I've known people, haven't you, that by just looking at them, I could tell they've spent a lifetime in God's presence. It shows in their face and how they carry themselves. Today's lesson from Luke's Gospel is about a time when Three of Jesus' disciples saw his appearance change in a powerful way, and it, it had a powerful impact on, on their lives. You know the story. 
Jesus often went off by himself for a time of prayer. Now this time he took three of his closest disciples with him, Peter, John, and James. And together they went up onto a mountain to pray. And while they were on that mountain, something dramatic happened, to say the least. Luke tells us, as Jesus was praying, the appearance of his face changed, and his clothes became as bright as a flash of lightning. Even more astounding, two men, Moses and Elijah, appeared in glorious splendor, talking with Jesus. They spoke about his departure, which he was about to bring to fulfillment at Jerusalem. Now, this is important. Luke is saying to us that the events of Good Friday and Easter are part of God's salvation history. Moses, the lawgiver, and Elijah, the prophet, who appeared on the mountain with Jesus, are part of that history. From the beginning of creation, God has had a plan for earth and its people. We, in our greed and irresponsibility, often frustrate God's plan, but there is a plan. And one day that plan will be fulfilled. According to the lesson, Peter and his companions were very sleepy. But when they became fully awake, they saw Christ's glory and the two men standing with him. As the men were leaving Jesus, Peter said to him, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. Then Luke adds, <laughs> parenthetically, Peter did not know what he was saying. Simon Peter is one of us, I have to confess. In such a setting, in the aftermath of such an experience, I, I wouldn't have known what to say either. While he was speaking, Luke continues, a cloud appeared and covered them, and they were afraid as they entered the cloud. Now a voice came from the cloud saying, this is my son, whom I have chosen. Listen to him. When the voice had spoken, they found that Jesus was alone. Then Luke adds, the disciples kept this to themselves and did not tell anyone at the time what they had seen. Now that's understandable, isn't it? <laughs> Who would have believed them? But even more importantly, this was such a deep, mysterious experience that needed time, they needed time to process it. There was more to this man, Jesus, than they realized. I'm sure Peter had affirmed him as God's Messiah, but what does that mean? Obviously, it means more than they had ever imagined. The disciples were devout Jews. They revered Moses and Elijah. Were Moses and Elijah still alive? Evidently, they were. Even more importantly, was their friend Jesus greater than Moses and Elijah? And the answer, of course, is yes. Jesus is greater. He's in a league of his own, as we put in the popular vernacular. A cloud covered the disciples there on that mountain, and they were terrified. They weren't terrified of the cloud. They were terrified by what was happening right before their eyes. Everything they believed about life and their friend Jesus was being shaken up. There was a much bigger meaning to existence than, than they had ever realized. And then to hear God's voice, this is my son, whom I have chosen. Listen to him. Listen to him. Remember, when Jesus first began discussing his suffering, death, and resurrection, how Peter blew him off? Peter tells it, just, uh, tells it was just as Peter, in response to Christ's question about who he was, declared, You are God's Messiah. Then Jesus began speaking about his suffering, death, and resurrection. Peter has the audacity to take Jesus aside and rebuke him. Never, Lord, he said, that shall never happen to you. You remember that Jesus turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. That's the quickest fall from grace in history, from declaring Jesus to be the Messiah to playing the role of Satan in the same conversation. 
Perhaps this is why God is saying to Peter and the other disciples, listen to him. You've doubted him. You doubted him before. But this time, listen to what he's saying. He's trying to tell you something critical to life. He is my messenger, my Messiah. He has come to deliver you, but only if you will listen to him. We always point to the resurrection as the transforming experience in the disciples' uh, life that allowed them to be unstoppable witnesses for Christ. But the resurrection was only a part of the gradual revealing of who Christ was. The transfiguration, as well as the resurrection, was only part of a series of events through which God worked to transform the disciples. Transformation is what Christ's transfiguration is all about. It's not just about Christ's transformation as much as it is about the disciples' transformation and ours. When you fully understand who Christ is, it changes your life. Mm-hmm. A news report some time back detailed the search of a unique group of people to find their identity. This was a report about the so-called test tube babies of the 80s, uh, sorry, of the 80s. They are all grown now, and according to this report, some of them are quite unhappy. On a television talk show, some of those young people were, were interviewed, and these test tube babies were children who were conceived by a mother and an anonymous donor. They had no knowledge of their biological father, and it had robbed them of their sense of identity. Many of them had begun a desperate search for their donor fathers and any siblings they may have. On the TV show, they confess with tears that they have a huge void inside that refuses to be satisfied, and they were willing to use all their energies to seek the truth about their origins. These young people were consumed with seeking their true identities. One teenage boy knew he was from test tube number 46. One mother, when asked by her child where his father was, explained that another man who already had a family was loving enough to donate his sperm and that made the child a love child. That was about as good an answer as he was going to get about his identity. But this is, a, this, is a, this is true of all humanity. We are confused about our true identity. Unless we are willing to listen to Christ, we will never know who we truly are, that we are children of God. And we won't know what possibilities are available to us. For example, are you totally happy with who you are? Here's the good news. If you don't like the person you are, and I'm sure most of us have some things we don't like about ourselves, we can change by the grace of God. The word transform in Greek, metamorpho, which means to change into another form. It comes from meta, change, and morpho, form. These are the words, of course, which from which we get the, the word metamorphosis. Some of our young people and their parents remember the mighty Morphin Power Rangers of a few years back. A group of teenage superheroes who were uh, hit, hit for a while with the elementary age crowd. They were an unlikely hit, said Pastor John Ortberg. Are usually produced with a very low budget in Japan, then badly dubbed into English. But their appeal was, was that, which uh, while ordinary Excuse me. Their appeal was that while ordinary teenagers by day, when called upon, they would transform themselves into powerful martial arts experts for justice. They would cry, it's morphin' time. <laughs> Friends, it's morphin' time for you and me. 
This term metamorpho is only used twice in the New Testament. Once is here in Matthew 17 verse 2 for the transfiguration of Christ. And the other is in 2 Corinthians 3.18 where Paul describes the transformation of believers into the image of Christ. Morpho, morpho refers to an interchange that is lasting and permanent. And it happens to anyone who truly comes to see Christ as he really is. This is the purpose of worship. True worship results in an ongoing change of our personality, of who we are as human beings. God wants us to have real change in our nature and personality, not just a surface change that is an exterior image. The process of transformation is the renewing of our mind. As a person thinks in his heart, so he, so he is, says the writer, writer of Proverbs. The way we think determines the way we live. The goal of transformation, therefore, is that we will put into practice the will of God. The will of God speaks of a relationship of intimacy with him by which we are changed into his image. Betty Wine retells an old tale she once heard from Ella, Ella Weasel, excuse me, Ellie Weasel. A just man <clears throat> comes to Sodom hoping to save the city. He pickets. What else can he do? He goes from street to street, from marketplace to marketplace, shouting, Men and women, repent for what you are doing is wrong. It will kill you. It will destroy you. They laugh, but he goes on shouting until one day a child stops him. Poor stranger, don't you see it's useless? Yes, the man replies. Then why do you go on shouting? The child asks. The man answers, at first, I was concerned that I was, I was convinced that I would change them. Now I go on shouting because I don't want them to change me. We don't want to be changed by the world, but we do want for Christ to change us. Just as he transformed those men and women who came to know him personally 2,000 years ago. That is why we are here today, to listen to Christ to catch the same vision as those disciples caught that day on the Mount of Transfiguration. We long to see Christ in all his power and glory, not simply for the spectacle, but for the transformation that might take place within us. We are here today with the prayer that by God's grace, we can become mighty Morphin people. A man named Oscar Cervantes uh, is a dramatic example of Christ's power to transform lives. As a child, Oscar began to get into trouble. Then, as he got older, he was jailed 17 times for brutal crimes. The prison psychiatrist said he was beyond help, but they were wrong. During a brief interval of freedom, Oscar met an elderly man who told him about Jesus. Oscar put his trust in Christ and was changed into a kind, caring man. Shortly thereafter, he started a prison ministry Inmates now come for over two hours to hear and see a transformed Oscar sing and preach, and many turn to Christ, all because Oscar saw the glorified Lord. May such a change happen to us. All we have to do is truly listen to Christ. He is who he says he is. He is the Messiah, the Son of the living God. Won't you give him your heart today? Amen. Okay.
warm in here. 20 degrees outside and a little warm in here. Join your church and leave a legacy of helping others. Download the Pray.com app. It's very simple, folks. Go to the uh, uh, App Store on Apple or the Google Play Store on Google and download a, uh, the Pray.com app. Now, uh, I, I post a prayer or a piece of scripture here every day. Um, it's nothing too elaborate, nothing too crazy, just something to kind of, you know, remind you that I'm here praying for you and hopefully you're praying for me. Uh, also, if you'd like to do your tithing here, this is a great place if you want to use your checkbook or your your uh, credit card. You don't always have to have cash. You can do it and set it up automatically. It's kind of a nice way to do it. So right here at Pray.com, go to the Apple Play Store, actually the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store. I always get this kind of mixed up, don't I? All right, moving on. Compliments, concerns, suggestions, or complaints. We'll take any of them. <laughs> Let us hear from you, folks. I mean, look, it's right here. Feedback at DallasULC.com. All it is is an email address. It's very simple. Feedback at DallasULC.com. Give us, give us, give us some, uh, some, some time and let us know what you think, okay? All right. Pray at DallasULC.com. Another good email address to keep in mind. Pray at DallasULC.com. We pray every day here at Dallas Universal Life Church. Um, this is a place where you can do your prayer requests. It's a simple, simple email again. Pray at DallasULC.com. Uh, you can choose to remain anonymous or leave your name. You can ask that we say your prayers in our daily prayers here at the church. Or you can also ask that your prayers be added to our prayers of intercession on Sunday. And the entire congregation will pray for you. Again, you can remain anonymous or leave your name. Also, we do offer uh, and have plenty available uh, services in the future for dedication. Um, this is for a loved one who has passed on or even for somebody who is still here. It's a great gift. It's a great way to remember somebody. It's also a great way to honor somebody. Graduation. Um, birthdays, anniversaries, whatnot. Um, so here, where you do all that stuff is pray at DallasULC.com and we'll take care of you from there. Okay. Hey, did y'all know we had a podcast? I did. Hey, y'all know by now. <laughs> yeah, we do have a podcast. Um, and, you know, if you don't check out the podcast, you're missing out because uh, it's different than being here in the service it's different than being watching it on YouTube it's just I don't know I mean I think it's just the fact that you're using your own imagery or you're actually really listening to the words and not watching and kind of being distracted by everything else Yeah, it's huge and it's, it's a big difference for me and I, I actually enjoy listening to the podcast more because I'm, I'm kind of critical of myself mm -hmm. when I watch the videos so I actually enjoy listening better because I actually hear what I'm saying better so if you haven't checked it out check it out um, all you do is go and search for your path with Bishop Mark, go to Google or Bing or wherever you go to do your searching. Your path with Bishop Mark. Now, you can also check us out on these wonderful podcast stations: Anchor, Pocket Casts, Stitcher, Radio Public, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Castbox, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and TuneIn. It's a lot. Like I said, you can also go to uh, your, your search engine and just type in your path with Bishop Mark. Guys, come check us out. Come check it out and see what we do if you like it. Uh, if you like us, we want to hear from you. All those things we've told you about the email addresses. This is where we have it. Uh, now, the next step of that is, if you like it, we need your help. So, um, this is the least favorite part of my job. It really is. But it's, ne it's necessary for us to keep the doors open. Um, if you go to anchor.fm slash bishopmark slash support, um, you can choose to offer a donation to help our podcast stay alive. Um, they have to give you three options here. 99 cents a month, 4.99 a month, or 9.99 a month. But look, I, I would hope that our, our, our um, 
efforts here are at least worth 99 cents a month to you. If you're listening to our podcast and you're able to, please help us out. Um, we are reliant on donations to keep this going, and that's the only thing that will keep us going. Um, and uh, funds are thin, so we're really trying to get our name out there and, 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 and get out to as many people as we possibly can, but it's hard um, when we have obstacles, and you know, the devil's always putting something in front of us. A bad computer, a bad this, a bad that, a bill. Uh, you know, it's just, look, we all, we all know what life is like. Well, we need your help. 99 cents a month, 499 a month, and 999 a month. If you can help, help us out. That's anchor.fm bishop slash bishopmark slash support. Okay. And we got past that. Guess what? It's already time for Ash Wednesday. Lent is an introspective, introspective time. It's a time of looking back at yourself, looking in on yourself, and, and kind of giving yourself a report card, I guess. You know, are you doing what you're supposed to be doing? Are you on that path that God wants you to be on. Um, this is a good time to do that. And the beginning of that is Ash Wednesday, which is this coming Wednesday, uh, the 40 days preceding Easter and the uh, rising of our Savior, Jesus Christ. But just a reminder, this Ash Wednesday, uh, Lent does begin that day. Uh, so if you're going to give up anything for Lent this year, that's going to start on Wednesday, this coming Wednesday. So some people give up chocolate, some people give up Coca-Cola, some people give up, you know, whatever. Something that reminds you of God's Christ's sacrifice uh, for us. Uh, this was the ultimate sacrifice, but we can give up something just to remind us of that sacrifice every day. Uh, on Wednesday, March the 6th, at 7 p.m., right here at Dallas Universal Life Church, we'll have Ash Wednesday service. This will be a full candlelight service with communion, the dispensation of the ashes. Now, if you don't know what that means, that just means we're going to put the cross, the ashes on your forehead. Now, for any of you that don't know, the ashes are made up of the palm leaves from Palm Sunday from the year before. So from Palm Sunday last year, before Easter, um, we have the palms and we burn those and those ashes what then we use for, for Palm for Ash Wednesday that we put the cross on your forehead with. Kind of a, a uh, what do they call it? A circle of life there, I guess, if you will. So then uh, after the, uh, the service itself, we will have, of course, the Bishop's Round Table. Um, this is a good service. Uh, this is always a moving service and it's, um, it's what I enjoy doing. Uh, I really enjoy kind of getting down and dirty and, and, and having people turn those eyes back on themselves and it's time to, you know, stop looking over the fence at your neighbor and start looking at yourself, which you shouldn't be looking at that neighbor anyway, but anyway, to really make a conscious effort to better yourself and, and make sure you're on the path that God wants you to be on. Okay, so this Sunday, or sorry, this Wednesday at 7 p.m. right here at the church. If you want to make it out here, please come join us. Come join us for Ash Wednesday services. It'll be a good one. All right. Okay, guys. Pride. Uh, we are. We already know. Already, we're marching in the Pride Parade this year. Yeah. Uh, it's June the second. Which go ahead and hit that button if you would. It's ninety-one days from today. Okay. What we need from you? We need you to talk to your family, talk to your friends, talk to go ahead, Tim. Yeah. Talk to everybody. Look, we've got a big spot in the in the uh, in the parade, and um, if just one of us marches, that's fantastic. I think that's wonderful just to get our name out there and to support our, our brothers and sisters. But I, I really would love to have a strong showing this year. It's our first year. It's the first year it's going to be at, at, uh, at Fair Park. Uh, and so, it, you know, we're a small church. We are. Um, and we, we uh, struggle at times with attendance. But that's okay. Um, but we need your help for this one. This is a one-day event. We're going to do uh, that Saturday before, this Saturday night before, we're going to have a, a, a church sleepover here at the, play, at, the uh, at the church, which is always fun. We have a good time. 
Uh, we'll have sunrise service that morning. And that weekend, we're also celebrating our three-year anniversary. So it'll be a little bit diminished, but I think my pride, actually. <laughs> um, but we'll make sure we make up for it, okay? I'll make sure that we, we okay. if we don't if we don't have the celebration that Sunday morning, which we probably won't because we'll probably all be pretty pooped starting on sunrise service uh, and going all day. But um, we'll, we'll make up for it. We'll make sure the celebration happens for our three-year anniversary, which I'm very, very proud of. Uh, after that, we will, because all morning, they want us there pretty early in the morning for setup, for, for lining up. We have to have a car there, um, which uh, we'll have a car, and then we'll also have marchers. And before all that happens, we've got t-shirts to do. We've got the banner came in. Yeah, okay. The banner looks fantastic. Um, I'm just still designing the t-shirts. Um, so we're getting there. It's, a, it's, a, it's an uphill battle, and it's, it's, uh, I really had to pinch some pennies to make this happen. And, and um, I, hope it's, I, hope, I hope it uh, is as worth it as I think it's going to be. And I hope you all enjoy it. I hope you can bring a bunch of your friends and family out to, to join us, because I think it's a, a once-in-a-lifetime experience to march in a pride parade. Are they going to be belly, belly tops or belly shirts? Or? No, belly shirts. Oh, sorry. Not for off of the church. I think that, you know, guys, look, a lot of people, a lot of people dress certain ways. I haven't gotten into that yet. Um, uh, but, you know, look, there's a certain level of and you have to have when we're talking about a church. You, you, you want to go do your thing, go do your thing. <laughs> when you're wearing the church colors, you need to do our thing. Okay. All right, moving on. Hey, that's going to do it. So, no roundtable was held for March the 3rd, 2019. Please enjoy this rebroadcast of the Bishop's Roundtable Transfiguration Sunday. Recorded on February the 11th, 2018. A bishop a day keeps the devil away. You're listening to Your Path with Bishop Mark from Dallas Universal Life Church in Dallas, Texas. What did you like? What did you not like? What do you want to keep? What do you want to get rid of? Let's talk about the sermon today. Let's talk about anything. We talked about today in service. Anything you want to talk about, let's talk about it because the floor is yours. Let's go. The, I like the uh, the three houses thing. The, what about the three houses the, thing? The fact that the first time, like in the, in the actual uh, readings, it just said three houses. He wanted three to build chance. three houses. Three, three, three chance. chance. Right. But it didn't really comprehend why or explain why Okay. until your sermon said that it was about them wanting to stay within the moment of this miracle. Hold on to that moment, you know, keep it, keep it, grasp onto it and just mm, hold on to it. It's always there. And that's go look at it. And that makes the, the entire piece of that, that, that chapter of the Bible so much more weighted at that point when you fully comprehend why they said that. Mm -hmm. They wanted to hold on to that moment. They wanted to remember it forever. They wanted to be able to go and revisit it anytime they wanted to. And that's not the way life works, guys. I mean, your, your moments, if you have a memory for a reason, obviously, it'd be nice to have those moments every day and have those wonderful, you know, exhilarating experiences where, you know, your adrenaline's up and everything's feel good and it's wonderful. But you know what? Life's not that way. They feel good and there are moments like that for a reason. And and like I, like I talk about, let me do my thing for you. I'm going to do the pendulum, okay? Yeah. <laughs> You got these wonderful, good, good feelings that you've got with these, these wonderful moments, but then on the other end of it, you see all this in the middle is all those good moments, and then you know these kind of so-so moments, and then the not so good moments, and then you got the really bad moments over here. And without each of these, you can't appreciate it. You yeah. can't appreciate the good without the bad. You cannot do it. You just can't. The good and the bad are required. Otherwise, everything's just dead, and flat. Yeah. Right. So interesting that that's that's, that's that you got that. I'm, I'm glad that I was able to explain that in the sermon. You got it because it. And talk about three tenths. Like, what the heck is he talking about? Want to put three tenths up? You know? Why was he terrified and all that other stuff? Well, they were terrified. Yeah. Wouldn't you be? 
<laughs> I'd, be, I'd be scared to death. Yeah. Here's these three people. I mean, think about this. We're talking about this is the Jewish, you know the Jewish faith. These are their, their heroes, right? You've got, you know, Elijah and Moses, Moses and Jesus Christ all up here. And this voice comes down and talks to you. And my God, exactly. My God, you know. I'd be, I'd be shaking. I don't know. I don't think they'll say anything about tents or anything else. You know? And what else, guys? And a lot also like the the turn of phrase of his his cloth was bleak was was turned so light that no man could Can you imagine it? That, that glow. And you know you see the do with the bleach commercials, right? Where they have the, the, all the, the kids up on the stage, and then the one is just glowing, and you know that was the Clorox bleach, right? right. Yeah, I remember that commercial. Think about that, but like a hundred times, and it's just this, it's almost a bright light just emanating from his clothes, just 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 glow, and just mm. and, and you really you really have to envision that and just try and. It's almost hard to, to see because it's so bright. Like that, like this jacket that he wears when you, in, the, in, the, in the, uh, the, the, uh, the night vision on the cameras, it glows. And all you can see, and that's kind of what it's like. He looked like a flashlight walking up the, in the patio last night. And it, was, it was just bright, this bright light. And you see little lights on out there. It was just, right. just that. Okay. I especially love, that's the reading I read it from the second Corinthians was, um, let, light, let light shine out of the darkness, that way everybody can see it. Because that's the only thing that will chase away the darkness, is the light. And the light chases the darkness, the darkness does not cower to the light. Or the other way around, the darkness, darkness cowers to the light. Right. right? The darkness does not impede on the light. We forget sometimes in our deepest, darkest times in our lives that there is a glimmer of hope. If we can, if we can still see something, anything, there's still light to be had. And there's a glorious light, like that light of that shining, the shining clothes were from when you looked and talking. That's why I always make it a point to say hi to strangers. You know, well, I mean, I how many times have I said that? How many times I said it's how, how you need to say, don't walk around with your head down to the ground and not talking. Make, make uh, uh, eye contact with people. Um, despite what you're going through, I think it's important. It's not about you. It's about being genuine for others. Yeah, despite what you're going through, always put out, you know. We, we actually uh, made a change to our logo officially uh, last night. Um, the, the words, let me, let's go put it up here. It says, uh, it's so small. Do you want me to pull it up? No, I got it. Viri et mulieres pro alis. Okay, we actually added that as a... Official it's, it's official. It will always be now included with our logo. So anytime you see our logo, it will have those words with it. And those words mean men and women for others. That's what it means. Men and women for others. Of course, the other part, the non digamus, verbos, et lingua, sed enupere, et veritate, will always be there as well. But it's not just actually part of the actual logo. That's just right. what it's our saying, okay? So men and women for others. That's it. You're stuck with it now. But that's what I say. Cool. When you're walking down the street, say, you know, say hey. Say hey. What's up? How's it going? Hi. Just, just say it because... That person that's walking by you may have been having the worst day of their lives and be ready to jump off that bridge you just crossed. And you may have just saved their lives. You don't know how much influence you have on people just by doing something so insignificant to you. And with such little effort, you could have changed the world. I always like a compliment. Compliment their outfit or their hair. If you have time. Make them. If you have time. If you're just passing somebody, hey, what's up? That could change everything. Yeah. They, they think somebody recognizes them. Somebody sees that they're a person in the world. They don't feel like they're just nothing. And then the hope is that'll inspire them to do the same. And, and then just it does. On and on joy spreads joy. Kim, sir, your do rag didn't help. Oh, I. Because uh, I mean, I, I like whenever I'm driving down the road, I, I'll, I've gotten to where if if someone gets over gets over out of the way for me, or if I accidentally cut someone off, I'll try to wave at them out out, out the car window or, or yeah. hit my flashers once just to acknowledge. Oh, I might have screwed up, or, or thank you for, for, for 
giving me that. Make sure you're waving with a full hand and not. <laughs> <a> big, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> you want to make the wrong impression here, right? Because most of them are not, not waving with that one hand. Not very high. No, they're not doing that. Yeah. All right. I think we're really we're really in danger of losing that that. I mean, that, that small town attitude. Yeah, small town the, the common courtesies and stuff like that. I mean, we're really common. Are not so common anymore, are they? No, they're not. Common courtesies, common sense. <laughs> Common respect. Yeah. Common sense is big. You know. That last song, what y'all think about it? The upbeat, I was just about to say the upbeat of that last song. Shocked you, didn't it? Invigorating, I loved it. Yeah, it, it. We definitely need more songs, I think, of that. I put out, wait a minute. Now, I'm going to tell you something. Not exactly the, the I would tell you, I pulled that up, and I put it in the, in, the, in, the, in the rotation for today. And my friend back here, my fellow board of director back here, <laughs> said, you're not gonna actually play that song in the service, are you? I said, hell yeah, why not? Yeah. It, it, it worked, it was fine. I heard some feet stomping out here, and some banging, and some going, and some woo-hoo. I couldn't hit the note because my voice was kind of trying to go on me today, but. Okay, all right. So, what else we have to talk about, guys? What's going on this week? What's been happening? What's new? Tell me about your lives. Let's try and, you know, if you can, you know, I love it when we can equate the, we can kind of talk about, it's kind of tough to talk about our lives in conjunction with seeing, you know, these three, these three amazing people and God talking to you. But is God talking to you? We talked about this a couple weeks ago. Is God talking to you? Have you heard the voice of God? Have you um, strived to try and listen a little more? Have you really? Yes. I mean, think about this. Yeah. I mean, I, I want to know. I Are, am not. I'll admit that. I, I look for it. I don't think I... Shut up enough to hear it, right. but... Are you praying? I'm trying really hard. I mean, I really... Are you, if you're it. trying really hard, why aren't you succeeding? Well, no, I, and I am. I am. But how much are you praying? <clears throat> Not as much as I should, but... Well, so how but, much should but, you? But a lot more than I How much was. should you? Um, what do you think is possible? You, 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 you said about 10 minutes a day. What I said was... I, I kind of gave y'all a little uh, lax one. I said, look, mm -hmm. three days a week, take 10 minutes out of your busy schedule and get someplace quiet. Yeah. I mean, get someone stays quiet away from everybody else and pray. That's not a lot. That's not even a, really a bare minimum. You really right. should be doing a lot more than that. Yeah. But that's a way to get kind of into that cycle. The reason I started on that is because this is Lent coming up. And really during Lent, it's a really time of introspective thinking. If you're, you're really going inside yourself and looking at your lives and trying to, you know, take an inventory of yourself and what you're doing. And are you staying on the path that God has laid for you? And this is about you. This is it's not really about men for others, although yeah. we do do things for others during Lent. This is like you, right? And this is your time for you. To, it's like when, it was when Jesus went to the went to the desert for forty days and forty nights, and was tempted by by all of these horrible things, and was you know no food, fasted, and the whole thing. That's what we're celebrating at that time, yeah. right? Yeah. So you have to understand, this is about you looking into your own life and going, where have I failed? Where can I make things better? How can I do what God wants me to do more? And you do that, and then on Easter Sunday, when we sing that hallelujah, you realize that you have changed again. You have transformed again into a better Christian. You're a better person. You're a better man for others, right? Yeah. I think, um, well, just like uh, Veterans Day or any other day that we honor anybody, it shouldn't be just this one week or Absolutely. one day. It should be all the time. And right. I, I like to look at myself. You know, I reflect sometimes, maybe once or twice a week, and say, you know, what have I done? What could I do better? I don't think it should just be. I agree with you 100. That, that's a good practice to say. It's nice but that it brings it up and points it out right. to people. I if, do if you don't, that. if you don't do it this way, there are people in the world that, 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 that won't have time, right. and they don't have time. They don't make time. You should. You always have time for God. Okay? Right. But right. they don't make time for God. Okay. And this is a way of saying, look, 
We know that you forget you forget things and you forget to do this, forget to do that. This is the time where you really need to, we're, we're going to concentrate on that. Right. And we have a lot of changes. Like I said, we'll take the hallelujah out of the service. It's gone. Because this is, we're not, we're not really rejoicing right now. Okay? We are praising God. We always praise God and worship Him. But it's not a rejoiceful period. It's, it's, it's a time of celebration of His you know, joy, his, his gifts to us. But it's, it's a more somber time. It's a time when we recognize that we are human. We are mortal. Right. And our time here is fleeting. Like what I read, we are not but Jesus Christ, but we are his slaves. To do his, or we proclaim Jesus Christ as Lord and ourselves as our slaves from Jesus. It's, it's, it's a strong way of putting it, isn't it? It is. But, you know, it's, it's true to a point. We're his slaves given free will. Right. right, it's a little different. Where it's not like we're, you know, being sold on the, on the market and and and, and we're forced into his voice. work. But we're here to do his work. Right. You are here to what? Praise and worship God. Yeah. Serve, serve and worship God. That's right. That's what you're here to do. I serve and worship God. Spread serve love. and worship God. And that's in. That can be in so many different ways. Right. Loving, giving, praying, celebrating. Giving of your time, giving all those things that we talk about. God gave you gifts. He didn't give you those gifts just for yourself. And he didn't give you those gifts to squander and put away somewhere. He gave you gifts to share with others. And usually to share freely with others. I mean most of us, most people take those gifts and they what they, they want to you know make all that money off of them. Right. Okay. They're holding them in their pocket. Okay. Yeah. God gave you those gifts to share with others. You gotta give it away to get it back. I do. Anything. Yeah. No. No. We're talking about love. Great, sir. I talk about love all the time, and, and we, I'm not going to talk about much about it this this this, third, this Wednesday yeah. because you know it's it, I mean, it's a weird mix. It is a weird mix, and and, and we're going into a sermon series that doesn't, and it's, it's not really you know noticing that that the 14th of February is also St. Valentine's Day and it's the Ash Wednesday as well. So uh, just a little bit love, okay? And I've told you all the story. I know you've heard it before. You've all heard me tell the story before. But look, you cannot love somebody else if you don't have love for yourself. Now the reason I know this is because I've been there. Okay, I'm not telling you this because of any scripture or anything else that I'm telling you about based on my own personal experience. Trust me on this one, okay? If I have a dollar bill, then I have a dollar bill. Look at that, you guys have a dollar bill? I have a dollar bill. This I have. This you can see, I have a dollar bill. I can freely give you that dollar bill. Take it. Now, it doesn't mean I don't have another dollar bill in my pocket, right? Because I do. I have several, luckily. Okay? But if I have no dollar bills, you give it away. If I don't love myself, I cannot love somebody else. And we use the word love so freely, so wrong. <laughs> you know, God loves us unconditionally. What does that mean? Without judgment, without... Yeah. There's no... Without no matter what you do, love. no matter what you do, He's going to love No matter what you do, He's going to love you. Does that mean He's not going to punish you when you do wrong? That's what right. I do. That's part, yeah. of, that's that's part of love. We're talking about what? Tough love, right? The young man we were dealing with just this week about tough love. His parents and his families tried to help him get through some troubled times in his life and they've had to kind of cut him off. Make him kind of realize that we're not going to, we're not going to enable you anymore. That we're enable, enable, enable. Yeah, we've all done that. We've, we've all done that. We've all enabled somebody in our lives, haven't we? Huh? And you can't pick yourself up till you smack rock bottom. Exactly. That's the thing. Is that when well, you, if you're people, in that situation, yes. When people don't hit that rock bottom, well, what I tell people is, if, if, 
I'm not going to enable them. And I, I still do occasionally, and I catch myself. I do, and I'm sorry that I do. I don't. I, I don't mean to do it that way. It's not an intent to enable. Right. Um, I hate to see their pain, and it's, that's why the tough love is so hard. It's tough on both sides. Yeah. Yeah. We all know you have a good heart. A good heart is, is wonderful. And the road to hell is paved with good intentions, though. Right. But what I tell these people, what I try to remember to tell these people is, look, until you can love yourself, until you can find that in your heart, to really find that love that you need for yourself, I will love you and love myself and love both of us until you can get there. I'm going to give you some of my love. And hopefully that will get you through. And then when you get back up there and you climb out of that hole that you're in, when you get out of that depth and you see that loving you is worth it and you really do love yourself, I hope you'll give a little back to me, somebody else, lift somebody else up, pass it along. That's the point of it. That's the way it works. You give it away so you can give it back. Men for others, men and women for others. Give what you have. You're always doing something for somebody else, always giving to somebody else, always doing for somebody else. And what happens? It may not happen tomorrow. It may not happen next week. And you may go hungry. You may go hungry. I have. But that makes you appreciate but I know God's, God's gives. Right. God's not going to allow me to starve. He sees that I'm a good person. He sees that I'm giving. and sees that I, I, my heart is in the right place. I'm a little sometimes misguided. Right? That's why you have other people around. That's right. That's why you have people who nudge you and go, Hey, Pastor, why are you giving? What are you doing? Let him, let him go. Let him, let him do what he's got to do. I'm just trying to help him. No, you're not, though. You know, in the long run. so much, you huh? know? Our church don't close our door. They don't mean that we're going to let them destroy the place and everybody here. That's the problem. You know, it's a fine line between, you know, what can we do? If, if, it's, if it's impeding on our safety and our, on our growth with God, then that's a problem. And that's where I have to kind of, it's not, it's not a fun place to be either. If their will is to harm us and the church, that's it. You know. It may not be their will. It may not really be their will. It may be, you know, Misguided. something. You know, there's this one person we have that just refuses to leave at times, and, and he wants what he wants, and until he gets it, he's not going to leave. Well, and I can't always give that to him, right? <laughs> I can't continue to have that going on, and, and we've all seen that. When it's an anger problem, there's other issues there. It's not, it's not normal. Right. And it. Well, that's that sad, tough. It's sad, love. and the tough love now is that that gate won't be locked. He will not be able to come in here anymore. And right. I'm sorry. I gave him every chance in the world. I think. I think more chances than most would ever give him. Yeah. You know. So moving on around that. Yeah. Back to today's scripture. Anything else about today's scripture we want to talk about? About today's service? About changing the Our Father? Where's my, oh, um, get your phone and look at the messages. I want to go over that. Yes, I do remember that you had said that that was in there and, and it's... It was effective immediately and we never yes. saw it down there. I can't remember the, can remember the, the shapes though. Can we... it's, it's very, yeah. it's very simple. It's just, um... Did I allow me to be tempted or... Is something no, no, no. no. It's someone like that. He'll find it. The line in the Lord's Prayer which states, and lead us not into temptation, is to be replaced with, do not let us fall into temptation. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. So lead us not into temptation, do not let us fall into temptation. Same cadence, the exact same cadence, yeah. exact same sound. Yeah. Okay. Same thing, just better wording. It's much better wording. You know, it does. It definitely. This it, is, it's definitely now the first round sounds like he was directly. Lead us not into temptation, like you had. Before, we were asking like you had before. Yeah. You well, know? It seems like a monumental change, though. I mean, if you think it's not, but, but, but now that you think it is, you know? think how, how long it's been the same. But it has been though. Long it's been one way. Not really. It's not even two councils going in that way. They changed it then. From what I've known, it's different. The one y'all read is different. So, it so. is, because you probably know, forgive us our... Uh, go, go to Sebastian Two Council. For a day. How long has it been in this? I've been Sebastian Two Council, which was in the 70s. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. I, I, I changed... I chose... A bunch of the, a bunch of the readings we do that, that most Catholics do normally we have a few changes. different adjustments and changes. In I changed the Our Father there because the normal reading of the Our Father is is um, uh, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those. those we started out that yes, way. Us, yeah. I don't like that. Well, see, it wasn't even with church; it was AA because that time. people don't understand necessarily trespass. What is it? Trespassing. You're trespassing. Yeah. So you don't get it. So when I say forgive us our debts, okay. Again, it needs a little bit of explanation, right. but I think it's easier to understand, I owe you. Mm -hmm. yeah. now, what have I done to have to owe you? It could be you know, any transgression. You know, I owe you if I screwed up, if I did something against you. I owe you. If I, if I borrowed money from you, I owe you. You can almost you know, think, think of it, it, think of it like karma. It's almost like the, how, how karma would be explained. Yeah, what does it do? It equals out. Like like the scales mm -hmm. of justice. Like you've seen that thing with the blind, and it's, it's, she's holding the scales, and they're they're equal scales of justice. I wish it was that way. Yeah. Someday. And it does. Yeah. It equals out in the end. It does in the end. And I think on this earth we've got a lot to learn about equality and justice and fairness and blind justice. Because let me tell you something. She's peeking out. Right. <laughs> She's watching what's going on, and, and she's, not, she's not impartial. But human, we have our faults. We are. In the end, it does equal out. We have faith that it does. Yes. That, that, you know, we talked about that before, about how you know, the universe will not be lopsided. Right. It will equal out. You may not see that karma or whatever, that revenge, or whatever you want to call it, that thing happening to those people because of what they did to you or somebody else, which is what we really want anyway. We want to see it happen. Right. But no, no it will happen. Well, yeah. once you finally are able to accept not seeing it once you're able to accept the the possibility of whether it does or not you have to you have to that's because if you don't it go is, is the <laughs> ultimate right if you don't let it go let those it people go. have moved on they're on a beach in Tahiti drinking cocktails on somebody else's credit card right. if you don't let it go it's sitting where it's right here all sitting right here what is it doing it's a ball sitting in there festering yeah. and what am I saying that does still that pendulum at the same time mm -hmm. if you if you if you still win it you can't see the goodness out, outside of it yeah. You can't appreciate. Yeah, you have to feel it. You have to know that it did happen. You have to feel it. You know it happened. Yeah. But you also have to be able to go, whoosh, to let that go. I don't want to think about them anymore. They, they are not going to control my... Because they're controlling your life without even being here if you allow them to do that. Yeah. Yeah. You can let it go. Then you can also pass along that message of how you were able to replace right. it. That and how to avoid it in the future, maybe. Yeah. That ties back to the sermon. Well, tell me how it ties back to the sermon. Letting it, rather than camping up inside of that moment, you, you have to move past that. Interesting. That oh! Interesting way to look at that. You know, I never would have thought of it that way. That's an interesting interpretation of it. Perspective, yeah. Interesting. Because you're taking it as the bad moment, maybe, kind of the opposite of mm -hmm. a bad moment happening and being able to say, look, I don't want to keep those in my tents. Let that go. Let's go. That's an interesting way to look at it. It's, I don't think I've ever heard of it said that way. Very interesting interpretation well, of it. Well, there's that and then also thinking about the exact opposite of you can't camp in the good because you have to move past that yeah. to be able to pass along the message of that good. Mm -hmm. 
Because life isn't always what? Either this or this. Mm -hmm. It's usually right somewhere in here, right? Yeah. You know, down here in kind of the doldrums. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's good. It's okay. I'm on. I'm fine. Then all of a sudden you... What's fine mean? All of a sudden you see that great fucked up insecure neurotic mm -hmm. and you That's exactly know. what it means. You said it, I didn't. That's how God made us. <laughs> you know... At times. You have to realize that... It's not all that... If it was all this all the time... Yeah. What would that mean? This is the normal, right? So this yeah. is the normal, but there's but there's no way to go up anymore. So you're always feeling this. <laughs> you know how bad the bad would be. Think of think of the little, the little puppies that that are always amped up constantly. That it's almost like that. Oh my god, I'd be so tired. It was like that show we watched last night, The Good Place. Mm -hmm. Why everybody was always happy all the time and everything was good. It's just it can't be. It'd be boring. You think it happens like that? No. Not, I mean, because you, you're sitting there and you're also having to watch everything else going on below you. On the I don't have to. Well, I mean, you, you, it's your time to rest. You can choose to do what you want to do, I think, at that point. I think God basically says, look, okay. this is your reward. I think we're not able to fully think of I think we're not able to fathom it either. I think we all have this, this, this human notion, this human you know, idea of what heaven is. And we imagine, imagine ourselves there as our human <laughs> bodies. And we don't, you know, yeah. it's time to look beyond that. Because what is the word of we? But, That's true. Yeah. Nothing. So we we um, prepared our ashes for Ash Wednesday mm -hmm. today, but almost burned the house down. We didn't. Went to the store, smelled like smoke. <laughs> I got in the car and I was like, "What is that? What does it smell?" It's a new cologne. <laughs> you have to try going in here after the incense. After you, you have the incense and we come out and look mm -hmm. like, "Oh my gosh." <laughs> okay. I know when I when I get home, my grandmother goes, "Oh my gosh, you smell like cigarette smoke." Yeah. <laughs> Well, we'll start instancing you more before you leave. <laughs> to make you smell more like church. Do a Febreze bath as we walk out the door. Yeah, I love Febreze. We'll just, we'll just, just, fix, just come in and just, you know, load it up with incense <laughs> and let the whole room smell. We have a nightclub, a little scene going on. Even be gone. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Anybody know why we use incense? What the tradition is with that? No, I don't. You know, because I told you last yes. night. <laughs> Anybody else? Come on, give me a, give me I a know guess. sage in the Native American. Okay, that's a little different, though. We're using we right. a, a mix of frankincense and myrrh, some other natural incenses. Now, I don't know if you've ever seen natural incenses. If you've never seen them, it's not like a stick of incense. It's not like the little things you light on fire. This stuff, you have to put a, 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 a brick of charcoal in to burn them. <laughs> They're basically natural, almost like crystals. They look like crystals. They, they grow or are part of the earth, okay? And they have to be harvested. And they're harvested. This stuff is not made. It's not man-made. Okay, this is stuff that's harvested out of the earth. Okay, and this is like a piece of what it looks like. It's like a little crystal. You see, that's what it looks like. Okay. Now, when you break it down, it kind of gets powdery. You know, kind of like I'm that. I'm officially interested. Yeah, it's, it's amazing, isn't it? This is what this is incense. This is either frankincense. I'm not sure if this is frankincense or myrrh, but there's there's different pieces over here. You can see, you know, it's all just little pieces. And as it breaks down, it turns into kind of like a more powder. But so that, like, that's what it is. This is how it comes out of the earth. Yeah. So. Salt like a salt, kind of like a yeah. salt, but it melts. Right. Okay. And it melts when you put it on the on top of the charcoal. It melts down and causes all that wonderful smoke and that, that aroma that you get from it. And that's what that is. Yeah. But huh. this, this image has got. Oh yeah, there's bound like, to a like, stick. Like, you know, it's to be harvested that's, there, right? You know. Cool. Yeah. It's, and most people don't think of it that way. They don't know what that is. Mm -hmm. They don't realize what's what's in there. It's a natural, a natural thing. That's what they use. They use the the myrrh at, at the death of a body. Why do they do that? Because well, the body smells. The body yeah. starts to decompose, yeah. and they would use natural spices and myrrh and the, and the incense and whatnot to help cover the smell of the decaying body. Okay, mm -hmm. they didn't have embalming. Really. Yeah. I mean, the, the Egyptians did, but the, the, the Jews, the Jews and the Christians yeah. did not really practice that. Well, back then, you know, heat and everything truly sped all that up. On top of 
them not being nearly as bathed as well. As well, sure. Are. I mean, yeah. Well, because in, well, in today's world, if you really think about it, embalming <laughs> is, is not really needed because well, by the no, time we put it is needed by the, well by the time we put okay. our, our bodies in the ground we're not we're, that's when we're just depending on how quickly they do it I mean, I mean I've, I've been to funerals where it's been uh, 14 days well see that's different yeah, yeah that's no. very different versus you know most people do 3 to 5 right right you don't really right. um, so yeah it, sometimes it is and involving I, I think I, I honestly I'll be very honest with you I think it, I think our practice of how we take care of our dead is absolutely mm-hmm. disgusting that's yeah. yeah. I mean, why would you want to take this person this body and, and preserve it like that to put it in the ground yeah. hose it up put makeup on it yeah well all. I was one of, one of my shows that I watched was talking about Embalming the original. And it's a disgusting. The reason that it's so popular now is one of our presidents. It was one of our very first presidents who were was embalmed was toured across the country for right. months at a yeah, time. Right, his body and, was taken around, but it was different then. They had to do those. I understand that there. I do understand. But, I think it's morbid. But that's, but I why understand that, it. But that's why that movement swept the nation. Was was oh my god. I don't understand it's, what embalming involves. It's for the benefit of others. It is. Yeah. It is. But you understand that's what goes on during that that process. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's very invasive. Mm-hmm. It's, it's if you think about what they're doing to your loved one. Really. I mean, really. one of the things one of the things they do is they stick a a rod up the anus, okay, the rod about, about this long, and it's got a clamp at the end of it. That's fine. And they go in and they what is what is it? The spleen. Mm-hmm. They grab the spleen because the spleen will grow and burst inside the body because it's it's decomposing, right? Yeah. So they take it and they crush it, yeah. okay, up through your butt, and then it sucks out through that tube. It's kind of like how the um, Egyptians did it, only nicer. It the, <laughs> the Egyptians surgically took out everything. Yeah, they put them in because they were going to take them with them. The rest of the body would stay here, but they yeah. take the rest of it with them. And then they fill up your body. Well, your stomach gets filled with uh, uh, basically just cotton balls. And then they suck all the blood out, and some of it is replaced with formaldehyde. They, yeah. Well, all of it is. And then they sew the mouth shut. Mouth is sewn shut. And they glue the eyes glue, open. Eyes are glued. They actually put uh, plastic um, lenses over the eyes because the eyes are already sunken in by that point. They're already mm-hmm. you know, going back. So they put the plastic over so the eyes are, say, you know, poked out. Mm-hmm. But they're there. Take on the makeup. Makeup. And, and yeah. but just, like, just, uh, just, just for a body that's going to go in the ground in two or three days. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I'm going to be burnt. Yeah. It's horrible, isn't it? You think about it that way. I understand what people, yeah. I mean, Aunt Patsy's, you know, she loves to see, she, she doesn't love to see. She, when, when Tori passed away, she wants to see them one last time. And that's kind of yeah. the, whole, the whole idea behind it, I get it. But uh, I don't want to see that. No, I, I, I want to remember you the way you were. Yeah. yeah. My, my, my best friend died at age 11, and we were like brothers. Mm-hmm. We were, we were like brothers. And that image of his body in that casket will never, ever, ever, I mean, I had nightmares after nightmares after nightmares about it. It'll never leave me. Never. Yeah. And his was unfortunately we had to wait um, uh, about two weeks yeah. before he oh, was buried because his father was in the it was a car accident. His father was in the hospital and oh. finally he got out. Yeah. They were enough to come up to the, to the services and you know, they were going to serve. They were into the, mm-hmm. the funeral without that. So well, even if you don't wait, just they the thought of a dead body always. Well, that's not the way you want to remember somebody. Right. You know, my cousin Kyle, who was in his twenties, died a couple of years ago on my birthday. You know, they had an open casket and, and the family wanted the family to come in together. And I kind of stood back in the back. You know, my mom, my, my mom's gone, so she wasn't there with me. Or, yeah. And and so my dad wasn't there either. He's in Austin, but so I was kind of you know the rest of the family was kind of grouped together, and they were going up you know as one of our, our whole family. You know, sure. divided up. And I was kind of by and then Kitty, my aunt, who's his mom, said, "Come on, Mark Daniel, come on." I said, I started crying. I said, I don't want to see him that way. Yeah. I don't show. You don't have to look. Just come on. Yeah. You know. And it, still, it was because that because there's there's also that that image of passing by for for the people who were there watching, and which is I know. But I, I didn't want to see him that way. Yeah. And I, I, 
It still it just seemed just the, the top of his head just through the casket. It was, it was just. I was yeah. I was lucky with my grandfather that 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 image I don't remember at all of him being in that casket. I, I didn't I didn't go I didn't go look at it because I was there when he died. I was I was there with all of us. So we were all there. And, I mean, it took him four hours after they took him off the machines before he stubborn. My ex's family would actually they would take pictures <laughs> of, 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 of that was quite common. But they would actually take the body and they would take it to this mortuary mortuary and the mortuary would embalm them and they would send the body back to. The house, and usually in the parlor, yeah, the main yeah, parlor, or the living room, they would have visitation and rosary and the, yeah. the, the, all of that there at the house. And they had you have food and everything. And the family had the casket open there, they were just visiting. And they would also they would also prop them up so they would they would so they look like they were like alive. And look, personal while we're alive, right? But no, the thing that I remember the most is the fact that his favorite color was blue. The casket was blue and everything, mm -hmm. but then after they lowered him down, we noticed the vault yeah. was painted blue. Oh, oh interesting. Because normally they just will it's pour just in concrete. concrete. Yeah, so we got a full, thick, iron vault that he was placed into that was painted the most beautiful royal blue you'd ever seen. Now, here's the other and thing that you, was a complete surprise for us. Here's the other thing you don't know, that most people don't know about being buried. I don't mean to burst off the bubble or anything. Those vaults that they put people in are just there to keep the casket down. Mm -hmm. They're not there for any other reason, for any kind of protection or anything else. Those caskets that are airtight are not. Mm -hmm. They are airtight while they're above ground. Yeah. Once they're placed in a vault, they are not. What happens is water will flood that vault. Mm -hmm. It will. It's under the ground. It's, it's it rains all the time. It will flood the vault and it will flood the casket. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's what happens. And it'll start to rise up? And it'll hit the, it'll hit the top of that concrete, though. That concrete will stop from coming up. Well, but it, without the vault and all that stuff? Without, yeah, without that, it would eventually come back to the surface. Yeah, well, it, it, Have it, you ever seen that? I mean, you hear burying an animal yeah. or anything, and the body and the bones eventually come back up. That's the way the artwork works. You know, it's it's a cycle. Yeah. You know, so things come back up. They're and, down and, there. And that way, in New Orleans, and that way that they... That's why the bodies are buried above ground, because they're on the water table. They, there's no way for them to dig down. Yeah. They're below, they're below water, uh, sea level. Well, same thing happened in uh, Nashville when we had the big flood. Yeah. Like, the bodies, the water bodies the came up. Graveyard. I was like, yeah. That's why, especially, you know, in places they, they really, in Texas, it's law. It's required. You have to have a vault. Because yeah. that vault, even in a flood, will keep... You know, this is something, you know, just totally unbelievable. Because, I mean, that vault, the, the, that door yeah, when we looked down there was yeah. about this thick all the way through. That thing was... Mm, and of course, now the strange thing is like at the Calvary Hill, which yeah. is the Catholic Center where most of my family's buried, they, they're double-decking. Yeah. Yeah. For both space and for holding yeah. it down. And price is yeah. also, yeah. you know... Uh, the thing is, you have to think about that beforehand because if you don't do you six foot under, you, there's not enough room. Mm -hmm. So well, you have to go ten feet under on the first one, and then that's when it's above. Think that. about it. Now we actually have our own spots because back in the day they would just have mass graves. No, I used to have a spot and whatnot. I used to have a spot yeah. that was taken away from me by my yeah. partner's family. Well, that's on them. Mm -hmm. I was going to be married. I, I, he was actually buried where he was supposed to be buried, which was um, he had a plot next to his mom and dad in Mississippi, and they cremated him, which was what he wanted, mm -hmm. and they buried his remains between the two of them. <clears throat> and I was to take his spot yeah. and be there with all of them at, when I die. In the same? I, in the same plot, right there. Yeah. It was actually his his original plot, but he yeah. got cremated, so they, yeah. they don't need it and need it. Yeah. So they took that away from me. That's yeah. okay. 
That's, that's, that matter? It doesn't matter. It, it, it hurts now, right. but it doesn't matter then. I mean, that's, so our mean, that's what we have to remember. The remember dust, that you were dust, 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 dust you shall return. It's all we are. That's why I'm talking about this embalming thing and all this, this stuff about death and everything. Why, why waste the money? Why even waste it? Because that's just uh, that's a hardship on, on your hard, loved ones. Because it's hard point. for people to realize, you know, that, burn your body and all that. It's just, well, mm. well, don't even embalm. The, the, the embalming cost, that's like half the price of your funeral sometimes. It, it does make a difference. Listen, and, and but you know, know, one of the big like, things about embalming is that it's also a, 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 a dye that's put in the body. Okay. Okay. When you drain all the blood out of cell, even if you don't, you leave the blood. <laughs> the blood will, the blood eventually, what, it falls back to the back or wherever the body's, mm -hmm. however the body's laying, it, it falls it back there. Settle. It settles. Yeah. Okay. At that point, you have a color change, obviously a very gray or you know very mm -hmm. ugly color change. Yes. And the, even makeup's not going to cover that. So that's mm -hmm. actually in the formaldehyde, in the embalming fluid. Yeah. It's funny because each mortuary has their own proprietary, you know, color <laughs> yeah. stuff. It's a certain, you know, blend that they make for themselves. And they, that's how they get the color back in the body. I think... It's an amazing art. art. Yeah. It's amazing art. That they were able to come up with that and, and not, you know, hate just, themselves or throw up from it or what. <laughs> I think you have to take it with... When they do that, you have to have a you have to be a special person to do that kind of job, just like any other kind of job. Yeah, it's, like that. A, it's a pride in, in giving. It is a, it's something you're giving to the family. Yeah. It's not necessarily you're taking care it's of that you know, or or you're mentally taking care of that loved one. I think that's also happening. Just used to it. I mean, they, they, I don't think you get used to it. I think I think I think it's just what they do. I don't think you get used to it. Really? That's it's just like being a police officer or, or whatever. Uh, you have to well, every not, single day. Get used to it, but at least the shock. I think maybe it's not. No, it's not shocking anymore. It's because it becomes a little bit more day to day, but. But look, you don't, I mean, if you especially, think about, a, you know, if they find a, a child who's, yeah. you know, been mutilated or you know, whatever, you don't yeah. get used to that. Yeah, no. You don't. There were more war, a war veteran who was, they found, you know, they're bringing over and has been killed. That's, that's that kind of person that has to have that hope and grace to, yeah. to look yeah. at that no, and, no, and no, say, I'm doing something for the family. Sure. I'm getting, I'm now. able to help this, 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 this yeah. spirit help possibly pass along. Give them dignity. Yeah. Death is a scary notion. And it's and strange. It's, it's just you know, just uh, you know, death. Death is never pretty. I, I've seen death a lot. Well, the stars, never, stars dying though is. It's is, not pretty. I don't think, think about what's going on. It's, they're being ripped apart and destroyed. Yeah, the light's pretty. But then at the same time, you also have to remember that's also doing what creating life. Creating something new. Right. A new life. Circle of life. I and how many, how many lives come out of some of those those explosions? Yeah. Us. Like us. <laughs> kind of like the Big Bang. Because we are stars. We're stardust. Made of stars. I, I, wish, I wish we'd say that on, on Ash Wednesday instead. Remember that you are stardust. Yeah. And unto stardust you I shall think. return. <laughs> that I think is, it's kind of cheesy, but it is what we are. For, for us nerds, it's very much a... <laughs> that is what we are. Is it not? Yeah. Because with, with, literally without the stars we are, having... We are what was part of in that... In that that big little ball, that little ball that became the Big Bang. That all started. We're all in there. It is freaky. That's why I never intended to even do it. I, I, I feel sorry for you that way because you know oh, what? No, I, I know. It's a deal. I thought I used to think I wanted to live forever. Yeah, we talked about this earlier. I used to think I wanted to live forever, but I don't. I mean, I look at, just think about it this way. Yeah. I look at Aunt Patsy, and I know you've watched, you've watched, I don't know if you've seen Interview with the Vampire, and in that movie he talks yeah. about watching all of his friends mm -hmm. die. Right. Okay. So think about that. Aunt Patsy is, is the last one, really, of her, of her she's the last one of her generation mm -hmm. in our family. She's watched everybody right. die. 
Right. I can be imagine. That's all that's left. Can you imagine all the people you grew up with, all the people you knew, all your family that you knew right. before you know anything above you, know, you, you like anything you know that was born before you is gone. Right. Because all you have, might have your grandkids or whatever. That's still not she the same. She doesn't have thing. that. It's still not the same yeah. thing as your brothers and sisters. She doesn't have friends. that. She, she didn't have. She didn't have any kids. Right. So and like I don't have any kids. My cousins and I were close, but we're not like that. It's not like my aunts and uncles and my grandparents and my, and my mom and dad. Yeah. So imagine that happening. And even people say you know, family is who you make it. Yeah. But how many times can you keep making a family and losing it? Right. right. Living forever would be interesting. It'd <coughs> be interesting to see what happens around us. But you'll see that anyway. But then right. you're also seeing what happens around you at the same time. I think it'd be yeah. horrific. I can. Yeah. We're always we 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 have hope. We have we have that that wonderful longing to be with God. Yeah. And to have some rest because. You know, life is hard. It's hard. It's hard. It's, it's simple. It is simple. Yeah, but it's hard in that it's simplicity. And it's hard on us. It's hard on our, our souls. I mean, you think about just I mean, the love BS we go through on this on this earth, you know? Yeah. Think about that. And think about trying to live with do that at you know, 250 years old. Right. For the 40 millionth time you're falling in that love. Yeah. Come on. No, I'd be like, give me a break here. No, we're, we're definitely yeah. supposed to go home. Because I mean, the, the human side of us wants us well, to, 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 to live longer so we can say, oh, I just want to find out. Oh, I just want to see what happens. Will. All I want to know. We're on a path for a reason. That path doesn't stop when we die. Right? Yeah. I mean, we, we have, that's, that's the belief we have that Jesus Christ came so that we could continue to live on after. Because otherwise, that was it. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus didn't come save us from our sins. The Bible says that. You die, you die. Mm-hmm. The end. What? Mm-hmm. Wait a minute, that's not fair. What's the point of this? There's no that. Why live? <laughs> so, so we do. To spread love and the love that why? we spread while we're here. Why? Why, why live? Oh, that's only if you have the afterlife, right? But what if no, we don't? No, not even don't? in our afterlife. But the people that we touched while we were here. What's the matter? Can spread that love while we're gone. Because because clearly we as a human race are going to keep going. So why 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 be as a, as a person be in any way a detriment to someone after me just because I might. Have the detriment? If, if I'm if, if I believe that there's nothing after this, right? That doesn't stop me from from still being a good person. To well, some I think of it changes us a lot, though. But for like, it, it, can, it can. But but this is me who 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 has a more optimistic outlook on on things compared to some say say anyone else. Right. I think it can change us a lot. It'll change our outlook and how we live our lives. You know. Because who knows how we as a general human population would live. Without this belief in a God, because we've had these we've beliefs for so, about, so long. Think about this, though. Even before Christianity and things like that, there's always been a longing for Something. us to worship a higher power. I, I believe yeah. in my heart it's, it's, that it's, higher it's power is still God. I mean, okay. that's that's that instinctual, you know, want for that because we want to worship. We want right. to believe that. That why would that be there? Why would we constantly have genera- generations and, and 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 civilizations worshiping even the sun god of Ra? Mm-hmm. Even if they named it wrong, it's still the same God, people. I mean, it's right. not blasphemous. I mean, give me a break. It's the same God. Right. I, I hate that. These people who want to get on about you know you just worship you get this God. It's the same God. They're calling it a different name. Right. They all praise the they same all thing. about to say they all yeah. you know if you look at the religions they all pretty much say the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Be nice to each other, love each other, give to your fellow man, right. you know, and 
There's a few. There's a few religions. There are some that are off. I mean, we. I mean, the Catholics also went through our 500 year war and all that other stuff. Way. Well, the Catholics went through a lot. And the Catholics, you know, you know, every religion has its own little. Grr, I'm gonna be mean. And there's some out there that are probably just, you know, just really misguided. Yeah. And we have, we know by using what the brain we have that God gave us, and go wait, okay, wait a minute. Now look. <laughs> and it's not the religion itself; it's the people that. No matter what God there Absolutely. is. Absolutely. They messed it up. Absolutely. You know, you, you put human hands into something. What's going to happen? It's going to get. It's going to get a little bit messy. <laughs> but God gave us a brain to figure out, figure that out, and go. Okay, wait a minute. Look. Okay, look. I get that part of it, and I get why you did this part of it. Want to do this and that and the other, but it's not really what I. You know, that's not where. I don't, grow, that, I don't understand God. I don't understand God that way. We can grow out of this little tamper, temper tantrum. Which is what we're doing here. Right. You know, <laughs> right. I'm a Reformed Catholic. You know, I think I think uh, you were you brought up. Uh, I wasn't really brought up. Uh, okay. My family's always been around Baptist. Baptist. Okay, so you're kind of a Reforming Baptist. Okay, you're coming yeah. out of that. We're starting to I was, that I was baptized. And you are Church of Christ, <laughs> was, right? Church of Christ. You were Reformed Church of Christ. Yeah. That's a tough one. I think that was my grandmother actually. Possibly. That's a tough one. What were you brought up? Uh, nothing. Nothing. So, just but belief in God? Mother Nature. Okay, Mother Nature. My God. Okay, yeah. wonderful. Wonderful. I think those words, semantics, you know right. what we call them. All believe I think they all, like I say, I think all of those religions, the fundamentals of those religions are all equal. Yeah. It's all the BS that we add yeah. on top. All the, the bureaucracy and the crap and all that junk. Okay, it, 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 it is, you know, and you have to have rules. You do, right. because we require them. But, but you can't take that obsession over, over a word and narrow the definition down to such a tiny minuscule thing. It's when you finally take a word or a sentence and understand that that is such a wide, eye-opening definition of something. Like when you say when, when you say love and worship God, that doesn't just mean love worship. No, God. it's so much more. It's that, a broad. <laughs> there's a broad definition there. That's like the Big Bang of such a large definition of what it could be. I don't think you can even put it into words. It's a feeling. It's an action. It's a you know you feel it when it happens. That's what I think it is. Okay. It's important to understand this, that we're not perfect. I'm not perfect. You know, um, the people that started the Catholic Church aren't perfect. The, 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 you know, the apostles were not perfect. Yeah. Jesus Christ was. I mean, they, they were, they were wanting to, they still were wanting for staying within that great The, apost the apostles? Yeah. Except for the fact that they denied him his hour of exactly. greatest need. Yeah. You know? Just a little bit flawed. <laughs> God didn't make us perfect for a reason. And think about this also. We're all different. Yeah. We all are different. We see things a little differently. Everybody does. Again, if we were all the same, it'd be a pretty boring place to live. You know? So why can't churches be worshiping the same God and everybody in that church see it a little differently? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Why does it have to be so narrow-minded and we have to say, look, yeah, God created you, but you're going to hell because what? Because you don't believe the same thing we believe. Yeah. Come on, man. It's, it's, it comes down to you being a human wanting, wanting some semblance of control over something or, or whatnot. Which is the basis of our church here. We are a Christian church. I believe in, I'm a Christian. That's what I believe. That's, and, and I believe that that's, that's the truth, and that's my, my way I live through life. Mm -hmm. My door, this door of this church, is open to everybody with any belief. And they can come and we can talk about that. And we can equate these things that we talk about, about, about you know, people who, who worship Mother Nature. Right? Mother Nature is their god or goddess. People who, who have uh, Buddhism or even Islam, mm -hmm. they all 
intertwine people, all you got to do is we got to stop looking for the differences and start looking for the similarities. And you'll see that, yes, we're a Christian church. That's what we are, because I don't want to be shocked when you walk in and we're talking to Jesus Christ and the sign of the cross. But we're the church for everybody. Yeah. That's the point that I'm trying to explain to people. Is it's the idea. I can, teach, I can only teach you what I know, but you come in and, and, and teach me what you know and we'll talk about it. We'll go with that. We'll see how it goes. And I'm going to show you that we're all the same. Right. I mean, I showed this one. <laughs> Well, that's why I love the round table, right? What we do is we talk it out. I love that. We should be doing this more. You should be doing this all the time with people. Yeah. You know, don't be so afraid to talk about your religion and your, and your church and your faith and your beliefs. Don't be afraid to do that because that's what gets you to meet people yeah. that you can do what with? Bring to church. Right. right. Don't be afraid. I mean, look, you're in the singles bar and it's on the chat lounge or wherever you meet somebody new. Don't be afraid to tell them about your church, about what you do. I do. I do. I might put them off, but... So what? But that, that, then you know what? Then we don't need to be seeing each other, really, because that's really not that's what I'm looking for. That's a big part of your life, that's, as it is. That's a huge part of my life. <laughs> huge, obviously. I mean, it's 99% of what I do is always, you know, <laughs> unfortunately. Right. But, but, I mean, if you can't have a conversation, just a conversation about it. And, and if they're so uncomfortable about it, that there's a reason why. Why are you so uncomfortable about this? Right. And I used to be. Hmm? But... You, know, you have to approach it in a way that's not con not confrontational. Right. You know, you have to approach it in a way that, look, you know, just open invitation and say, hey, come check it out. We're not trying to convert you. We're not trying to change you. You can't be Jehovah's Witness about it. <laughs> you know, maybe the Jehovah's Witnesses are, you know, most of what they, their core beliefs mm. are the same. It's just, mm -hmm. look, what is our, what is the Universal Life Church, their, their motto, their creed, their, their saying is one thing. And it's, it's so simple. If we all just follow it, we'll be fine. Do that which is right. Yeah. That's it. Do that which is right. We all know the difference between right and wrong. I still believe that 100%. We know the difference between right and wrong. God gave us guilt, so we know the difference between right and wrong. Right. Especially the Jews know about that, don't we? <laughs> It's a little stereotypical there. I'm sorry. It was a bad well, joke. I mean, they, 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 most, most, most Jews kind of... I got some Jewish in my blood. Don't worry. I'm not being careful. Most Jewish people kind of... I'm not being here. They, 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 they drive it themselves, so... We all have our quirks. And I think sometimes these stereotypes we talk about, about like, Jews are known for their guilt. Catholics are also known for their guilt. Mm. Very good about that. And they're, and they're drinking, right? And they're, and they're having kids and, you know, whatever it is. I mean, yeah, but, yeah that's just... It's stereotypes. I think sometimes when we hear those stereotypes and we're that kind of person like we're Catholic, mm -hmm. we grow into those stereotypes. Mm -hmm. We realize, oh, well, okay. Funerals, we all get drunk. Yeah. I'll, I'll walk right over this way. <laughs> things are in the grain to do it. Sometimes you have to be that one that changes things and, and goes against the grain just for just to show that it doesn't have to be that way. That's fine if that's the way they want to be as long as they're not hurting anybody or other selves. You know, that's fine if that's what you want to do. But I'm not really here to be in your stereotype. I'm here to, to praise and worship God. Serve yeah. and worship God. That's what my job is. Yeah. And I think if you, if you get out of those negativity, the negativity the stereotypes, I think it'd be funny. Why do we laugh at them? Because they're funny. I mean, it's at somebody's expense, right? Right. So I have to watch myself sometimes too, because I'm yeah. human too. So Wednesday. It's coming Wednesday. Seven o'clock. At seven PM. Please, if you have your sweetie, you can bring it along. <laughs> go to dinner before or after. Mm -hmm. With your cross on your forehead, it'd be kinda nice. We bash Wednesday. We'll talk about mortality again with the the uh, season of Lent. And it's a tough season. It is, because there's not a lot of, of joy and happiness and woohoo and, and the, the song that we had at the end of the service today. That's kind of why I wanted to do that. Kind of it was a, a 
a little kick in the you-know-what. So come prepared with an open heart. Come prepared to listen and to delve a little deeper. Well, this will be the first time I've ever experienced right. I know. I know that, and I think you'll enjoy it. You know. It's a time you really need to, you need to come prepared for this because it is a time to, if, you don't, if you're, if you're shallow-minded on this, if you're not willing to deep, deal with the surface on this, you're not going to get a lot out of it. You've got to be prepared to break through that barrier and, and kind of go down into yourself a little bit. He's coming out into the deep of yourself. And so I'll tell you, the visualization I'm getting of it is just kind of into the water and it's very dark, very dark, dark, dark blue water. And you know, it's the bubbles, and then they just go away, and you're down deep, alone inside. Like those emergent, uh, like those emergent tank things that are just like, popular. and that's what, and there's, you just hear the sound of the water, it's very quiet. You know, like here's the water, and it's just very. That's that's what I, I think of as coming into land now. Okay, so just so you can see that visualization, that's how important this is to me. I want you to understand right. where I am during the season because that's where we're going. Okay, come with an open mind, come with an open heart, come ready to turn those eyeballs in on yourself. Okay? You're not looking outward anymore. You're not looking outward, you're looking inwards. Just kind of look at back at your life, look at what you're doing, what you're changing, what you're going to change, what you're going to be, how you're going to make life better. And then we can celebrate. Okay? <laughs> so Wednesday, 7 o'clock. I'm really excited. I'm glad y'all are going to be here. I know you're all going to be here Wednesday at 7 o'clock, right? Be and guess what else you're going to do? You're going to bring somebody to church this Wednesday. Yes. I need you guys to bring somebody to church, please. We're trying to grow here. Somebody that hasn't been here to church. <laughs> well, no, no, no. <laughs> you can't breathe. I have. I have. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you very much. Let's get this room back together. Everybody's back together. And thank you. I know it was a tough day today, but we got through it. May the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit come upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. Amen. Go now in peace to love and serve God. Amen. We go in the name of Christ.